0: Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is Defining Ethics, Good and Evil. Uh, These books are available at thephilosophicalangle.com you'd like to inquire and make comment about us, um, make suggestions, feel free to give us an email at contact at thephilosophicalangle.com. Along with me is my colleague and co-host, uh, Rick Samuelson, we graduated from Yale and has an MBA from Wharton and is an independent venture capitalist out on the West Coast. Rick, good to see you. And you. Thank you. The phil- purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media, and secondly, secondarily, to use those definitions to understand the righteousness and ethical superiority of conservative positions. And this week, is, we're going to stray a little bit from that purpose and go into the last view of the Russian collusion story, why it is that they... Look upon that, they dwell on this story. And as everybody knows, we have on the front page, we have in every discussion on every major channel on TV and radio, the Russian collusion story between the Trump campaign and Russia. It's never ending and it's amazing. The whole story has been fabricated, yet it is such a major story with the media. And it's ubiquitous. Uh, it's, uh, it's, there's, the story is that there's a collusion by, by President Trump's campaign with the Russians to steal the election from Hillary. With no evidence that a crime has been committed, do the newspapers and TV talk shows go incessantly about the, about the Trump campaign collusion and Robert Mueller, and his investigation, and yes, there's there's clearly no evidence. And all they say is, well, the investigation is not over yet. So, oh yes, uh, Mueller has come up with some indictments, uh, but they don't have anything to do directly with the Russian election. And uh, they don't have anything to do with the, the Trump campaign collusion um, with with the Russians. Yet, even though without any evidence of any crime, the daily practice of the, of the democratically controlled broadcast media uh, is to put out every day more stuff or, or talk about the Russian collusion and and Russians stealing the uh, presidential election—it's—it's it's amazing uh, that the investigation, this whole story, is now in its second year, and yet they have yet to come up with any voter to say, "Oh yes, uh, the Russians influenced me," and they—and and I'm sure they influenced everybody else. They—they they can't even come up with one person. So, so the upshot or the the summary of all, of all this is that this big investigation ongoing for for a lengthy period of time in, in spite of no evidence and er, and everybody talking it continues and it gets uh, a little boring day after day and I'm uh, I'm pretty much uh, sick of it as uh, I'm sure everybody else is so one day in the not di- uh, too distant past I'm speaking with a friend of mine who's a Democrat and he's telling me, that there is no doubt in his mind that Trump and his candidacy and and his campaign that there is collusion and uh, and it will be exposed. I was shocked. So there is. So there I was. I'm listening to him and noting his full conviction in the matter and. And then I looked at myself and I noted my full conviction in the opposite direction. And my reaction was the following. He, being on the left, with his full conviction in mind, with absolutely no evidence put forth uh, uh, by the investigating authorities, pretty much Robert Mueller, my conclusion was, my friend is stark raving mad. It reminded me of, of Albert, Albert Einstein's famous saw uh, that if you do something over and over, getting the same result, but you expect something, you expect a different outcome, then you're demonstrating a, a mental illness. Well, I think we can apply this wisdom of Albert Einstein and his maxim here uh, to this problem of the of the Democrats. Expecting a different result every day on the news. I think they have. Uh, I think they've contracted schizophrenia. And I suppose there are several types of schizophrenia, but I'm uh, well acquainted with one that is fully applicable uh, to this disease that the Democrats have contracted. This type of schizophrenia is more specifically, I think it's called paranoid or uh, paranoia, schizophrenia, and it occurs when the patient experiences a shock. That is, the patient um, in his life comes upon a serious problem uh, that is too much for him to handle, and the trauma that the problem presents to the patient is is so overwhelming. And it's uh, so overwhelming to the extent that the patient cannot deal with the problem rationally. Because the mind of the of the patient is not equipped to handle that, that trauma of, of the particular problem, it seeks to manufacture a smaller problem, which draws its attention away from the, the major problem. And typically the minor problem will become a uh, is a form of paranoia. And an example of that is the uh, progressive, utopian, socialist Democrats could not believe that Hillary lost. They had to manufacture a different problem to divert their attention away from from their failure at the ballot box. So, for example, in paranoid schizophrenia, the patient thinks that, other people are talking about him or her. And this is a small problem for the patient. And it results in the patients always trying to, to understand what it is that the other people are, are speaking about uh, concerning the, the patient. Of course, they're not speaking about anything at all. But the patient is just imagining this. It's part of the, the disease that the patient has contracted. And this paranoia is just to allow the patient's mind to deal with the smaller problem so it doesn't have to deal with the larger problem. So, such as the Democrats speaking incessantly about Russian collusion. And so, the patient doesn't veer away from that small, innocuous problem on which it focuses the non-existent russian collusion problem they it, it, they don't have to de- they have to focus on 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 that problem so it, they don't have to deal with the larger problem the one that's devastating to them which is the the american voting public doesn't agree with their policies and this Paranoid schizophrenia is exactly what happened to the left. So let's review the analogy. First, there is a, the devastating, overwhelming problem of the left, which is that Donald Trump won the election, and, uh, and Hillary did not. And uh, I'm sorry, but they could not take it. So what did they do? They made up a smaller problem on which to dwell. And uh, this problem is that Trump colluded with the Russians to steal the election. And uh, focusing on this problem relieves these progressive utopian socialist Democrats of facing the larger problem of having lost the election, of not being that popular. Well, maybe I I shouldn't say not being that popular because uh, I believe in the popular vote they they got 50% uh, uh, as did uh, Donald Trump. And so uh, they, or maybe they got just a little more than Trump did for president. But that's not how elections are won. Since the beginning of the republic, an election for president can only be won by the Electoral College. And unfortunately for the Democrats, Hillary lost and Donald won. So now, they, now they, they must focus on the smaller problem in order to avoid having to focus on the larger, devastating problem of who won the election of the President of the United States. So all this daily media stories are nothing else but the patients suffering from schizophrenia. The Russians are to, uh, they're out to subvert, subvert the U.S. election system they're out to rob the American public of democratic justice? Those evil Russians. Oh people, we I, I think we should feel sorry for for the patient. Well Rick, what what do you think of the of these problems of the Democrats? Of this whole investigation and
1: Well I, I would say broadly speaking the Russia in one Russia in one form or another has been Committed to undermine the U.S. for a few generations, um, and that t- that tendency has waxed and waned over time, um, relative to what, what it was during the Cold War. It's perhaps still less. Uh, but would it should it come as any surprise that uh, the Russians, or for that matter, the, the Cubans, or the Chinese, or any of the other, or, or Iran? Uh, any other problem countries out there for us? You know, it should have come as a surprise that they would try to undermine us in a, in a variety of ways. I think not. Uh, you know, speaking from the point of view of a democratic strategist, um, what would I do? Well, I would try to delegitimize the Trump pre- presidency as, as best I could. Um, they seem to think that uh... focusing as much attention as they do on this uh, potential scandal uh... is the best route forward uh, to help the uh... democrats retake the house and uh... reclaim uh, the, the hundreds of lost seats in the legislatures across the various state houses that occurred under the obama Administration, which frankly uh, was, from the point of view of democratic presence at the state level, a really a complete disaster, historic disaster. Um, so you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that you know the media hounds, who are not a terribly high quality anyway. Um, and obviously, alive in many cases with the Democrats would kind of follow along with all of this. Um, what's interesting, uh, from the perspective of a, a Trump doubter like myself, who did not originally support Trump, who supported Cruz, um, and actively campaigned on behalf of Cruz, is that relative to where Trump has come from in terms of coalescing support at a minimum within the Republican party and actually beyond i would say uh to include an increasing number of democrats particularly in the midwest uh, the progress on this you can re- it, you can read it daily and his uh, approval ratings has well, steadily increased so what's interesting is that despite all this negative publicity uh his actions and his policies, which, on balance, have been very solid. You know, never mind the tweets and the polemics and um, you know the the ad hominem attacks. Leaving that aside, his actual policies, uh, beginning with ta- uh, tax policy, but also including breaking the deal with Iran. Um, his rapprochement with North Korea, uh, his handling of of, of Russia. Um, I mean, there's a lot to praise there. There's a lot that's been very, very effective. And uh, the American people notice, and that's why the ratings are going up. So, in a way, from a Republican strategist's point of view, you kind of want to encourage the Democrats to keep doing what they're doing because they're they're missing the point. Uh and if they keep doing what they're doing, uh, and rely, you know, pretty much on Bernie Sanders to provide policy guidance, uh I see the likelihood of you know, this blue wave um, allowing the, them to take uh retake Congress, for example. Um, I think it's receding actually. Um, I think they had an opportunity. They may still have an opportunity. Uh, Trump could still make mistakes. Things could still blow up in many different parts of the world, Middle East, North Korea. You know, There's ample scope for, for, for error. Um, we live in a volatile world. But um, if the Democrats over in the fairly near future don't refocus their efforts on something more substantive, uh, I think the, the likelihood of the Republicans retaining the House and increasing their lead in the Senate and holding on to their enormous gains at the state level uh, across many legislatures um, will will be the order of the day come November, and it, it'll turn out to be, you know, uh, at least as bad a nightmare for the Democrats as the Trump election was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aha.
0: Hey, you said something about uh, the media not being very competent. Um, how'd you, how would you? no. Why did you? Uh, why do you say that?
1: Well, the degree to which they've fallen away from reporting the facts. I mean, how many Walter Cronkrites, Cronkites are, are there out there today? You know, any? Uh, it's it's become one side versus the other it's Fox versus the others uh, essentially um I mean at this point the Wall Street Journal is you know kind of the more most balanced <laughs> uh source of news and,
0: and their and their readership is growing uh tremendously
1: yeah um and traditionally they've you know they've been thought of as as uh you know obviously conservative but uh You know, compared to a Fox News or compared to some of the Breitbart or um, some of these other um, media outlets, the Wall Street Journal, on balance, appears, you know, kind of center right. Um, There's no kind of center left publication left. They're gone Um, of any major stature. Christian Science Monitor? I I, I don't know, you know. Uh, So, it's obvious that part of the problem, I, I think, with, with media generally is the outlets that aren't making a lot of money, that are losing advertising, have had to fire a lot of reporters, actually. That's happened in the New York Times. That's happened at a lot of the other uh, national newspapers or and, and regional newspapers. And so they're not able to attract and retain the quality of staff that they uh, used to be able to To attract and retain right Uh, and that that, there's an issue there too it's not simply that you know the editorial boards have gone off the deep end um it's actually you know retaining good staff and attracting good staff has become a problem so there's a structural issue there too
0: okay uh rick thanks for your comments and uh, everybody we're going to see you next week on the philosophical angles thanks for joining us rick Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.